Greetings, greetings, and good day, and welcome to the latest edition of Birds All Day. Uh, my name is Drew Fairstairs, and we are here during the All-Star break talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. And joining me in body and in soul and in mind, as always... Not necessarily as always. Old Reliable. Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I feel that I am not slurring my words quite as much as I was the last time I was on the uh, the old podcast. I believe that was uh, Birds All Day episode number 68. Uh-oh. Which means this is, in fact, the nicest podcast of all. <laughs> uh, it is the All-Star break. There's a surprising amount of news surrounding the Toronto Blue Jays and their, uh, their rivals. Those who would rival them in pursuit of the American League East crown. Well, who would pretend... Pretenders to the crown. They are pretenders in that they're not as good. Uh, they're trying to make themselves better. Yeah. To their credit. <laughs> good luck with that. Having a literally unlimited amount of prospects from which Dave Dombrowski can toss aside <laughs> willy-nilly, uh, that's, that works out well for you. I'm okay with all of it. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the All-Star break. We'll talk about uh, the second half a little bit. And uh, we'll talk, just, you know, we'll talk about the Blue Jays. There's lots of news. There's, like, my list is long. We basically haven't done a podcast for two weeks, so. Last week's podcast was good. I, I think I, uh, <laughs> I shone. You did shine. <laughs> you shone thanks to my editing the next day, which was like, just looking at the waveforms in the audio editing program, like, oh, they're really, that's me speaking. They're really loud. Uh Let's just cut all of that out. Uh, to all the people who were after us, to want wanted to hear the full uncut version of it, uh, never. No, it wasn't that bad. It you, you was that bad. They, it was. It was, was like if you want to have a nightmare of a day as an adult person, go drink sixteen drinks during a fucking soccer match, <laughs> and then put a microphone in front of your face for about forty five minutes, and then see what comes out. It was weird. It was weird. We were saying off air. I like, I sometimes I do these podcasts and I'm pretty drunk, <laughs> but, but never like that. As I never said before, like the last note on this podcast, which we're going to leave in the distance, it's just another episode that we did. Uh, we're moving on onwards and upwards. Uh, I've known you for quite quite a few years now. Uh, usually, uh, when you uh, have been drinking, it's difficult to tell. Drunk or had drinks, Stoughton is very similar to regular Stoughton. Uh, there was no hiding. There were no secrets last week. Jesus Christ. It it's was no weird. secret. It was weird. There's, it's no secret that we need your support, and we appreciate all of those people who have uh, supported us over the years, over 69 episodes, plus all the ones that came before, nice. uh, which were very similar to the ones <laughs> last week. Uh, again, we are eternally grateful and thankful for all of yeah, uh, all of the support and everyone who's gone over to patreon.com slash birds all day and helped keep us going and keep us uh, living in the style uh, to which we've become accustomed. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening to it because you saw uh, the number 69 in your iTunes, uh, go to iTunes. Go and, and I listened subscribe. to the 69th episode of anything. I just hit 69 and that's search. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 69 to 420. So when they, when they do a lot of them, <laughs> it's like, hey, the whole time and I'm listening. Uh, so if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe, and you can, or you can do it at your, uh, there's an RSS feed, soundcloud.com slash birds all day as well. Uh, all the ways to get us right away as soon as we, we finish uh, dispensing with these hot takes. Straight, in, straight into your ear holes. Into your ear holes. Yeah. Yeah, right into your brain. Mm. That's the next wave. I don't know, do, could, do people, can you get a, 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 on your, if you have an iWatch, do they have podcasts on there? As I am not a douchebag, I have no idea. <laughs> I apologize to everybody who is listening to this on an iWatch. Uh, please don't if revoke you your support. If you have an iWatch uh, and you listen to the podcast on it, which I'm doubtful, maybe Bluetooth, you know, you have like a Bluetooth I believe it's pronounced Bluetube. Bluetube? Yeah. I yeah. Think that's um, that's a common, common misconception. My brother-in-law has, has an iWatch and he drives a Tesla. Hmm. He's pretty cool. I, I would drive the I, I could think of a descriptor or two for him. Teslas are awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that they are. It's a no I I'm more impartial to the, uh, the the guy on Craigslist trying to sell his Viper that he felt was trying to kill him. I thought that was good. The Dodge what? He, there's a Craigslist ad where the guy was like, I'm selling my Dodge Viper uh, because it's literally trying to kill me. It is terrifying. <laughs> and every time I get in it, it's like, it. I could tell. Like, it, was, it was very well written. 
you haven't seen uh, the, the Dodge Viper thing. I will check it out. Uh, one thing you can check out before we go to the break and get on with the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 28th. So two weeks. This is for real now. From today. I think it was for real last week, but I was in no place to comprehend reality or literally anything. We're going to do a live version of Birds All Day at the Ossington here in Toronto, uh, located just north of Queen Street on Ossington, just a few blocks from where we are today mm-hmm. uh, at our uh, our second home here at Bo's house. Yes, we are at Bo's house. That's we right. are at Bo's house, so the sound will be a little bit different. Uh, it's not as, uh, you know, you've got that drop ceiling in your place, which really, is it a drop ceiling? No. It's the shitty basement, yes. It, it's, it's, it's very luscious. The tone is tremendous. I'm only uh, there for another couple weeks anyway. So July 28th Let's at the Ossington. Uh, if you are a Patreon uh, contributor, uh, you've probably already received word. Well, no. If you are a Patreon contributor You'll ever- of a certain, uh, to a certain degree. We have perks if you've ever gone to our Patreon page, which you should. We have, we, we have we've pretended that we're going to give certain perks to certain uh, levels of contribution. Uh, and now we're finally making good on it. So I sent an email out today to uh, the people who have contributed $10 per month or more. They are first in line to, uh, if you haven't seen your Patreon email, if you haven't seen it, if you're one of those people. Uh, you Like you, who never checks your email? I check it. I check it and I'm just like, oh, fuck this, I'm not. <laughs> you know who emailed me twice was the guy... I believe his name was Dave. I'm sure he's a nice gentleman. Uh, he was the first caller on Blue Jays Talk, the one after the loss in Colorado that I did a, a screed about. And I was just like, oh, I'm sure he's such a nice man. I can't I can't engage in this. I can't do it. I can't do it. Which uh, I do that with bills, too, so don't send me bills. Uh, but, but no, if, you, if, you've, if you've contributed over $10 a month, obviously uh, you and a guest... You're welcome to come hang out with us. We'll put you on the list. Uh, if you haven't yet contributed that much, maybe bump your contribution up. Uh, you'll also get free free uh, admission to this thing that is of literally zero value to anybody. Uh, but, but we'll but but we'll pretend that it has value, and we'll uh, we'll gladly take you and uh, and, and allow you in. Uh, but yeah, the twenty eighth. Let's go. Let's do it, and then. Once all the people who have contributed that much, all the people I use like air quotes because there's really not that many. <laughs> once they've all once they've all rejected our our overtures to come and hang out with us, uh, then we might do it for like a lower uh, a, It'll be a lower a lower uh, contribution bracket as well. well. Whatever whatever it is, it's not going to cost you a lot. We're going to hang out. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a bunch of drinks afterwards. We're going to play, but some, not before. Play some tunes. Yeah, not 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 too many drinks before after. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can dance and have a good time afterwards. Uh, or, so yeah, or, July 28th. Not, or not dance. Or sit at a table and listen to good songs. We'll have, have to, you don't have to move around or anything. A little bit more information. I'm familiar with baseball fans. They don't want to dance. Uh, do they want to sing? sing that, maybe that's my parting shot. Um, yeah. is, so we're turning, turning into a Pagliaro song. Let's go. All right. Oh. All that. Oh, the fucking castanets. And so- so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so it behooves us, due to the preponderance of Blue Jays and Blue Jays news that has simmered to the surface of the news cycle during mm-hmm. the All-Star break, uh, we got to talk about some of this stuff. Because usually we like to look forward a little bit to make that content evergreen. <laughs> I think we like to talk about Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez a bit. Does Aaron Sanchez have an innings limit? Does Marcus Stroman have a, a problem with his delivery? Are we going to go through this episode without a, yes we are? <laughs> oh God, no, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is the, the David Ortiz, Evan Carnacion thing. You wrote about that a little bit today. I did? Uh... It's real easy if you're a Blue Jays fan, I think, to maybe tilt at some of these windmills ever so slightly. Uh, people run around talking about tampering. Windmills, you said. Yeah. Apparently the league, Jeff Blair tweeted that the league thinks it's tampering or is looking into whether it's tampering, which is just such garbage. Who cares? I mean, it's... Is it surprise? Well, is you... Edwin surprised that there's a that there's a spot that's going to be open at DH in Boston next year? Like, nobody's telling anybody anything they don't know. The Edwin Cunesi on Center have been like, they got a club in Boston now? <laughs> Come on! 
Also, uh, also, I hate to I hate to bring this up. Holy shit, he hits well at that park. He hits well at all the parks. Well, he does, but he hits well at that park as long as he, he doesn't does. go there in April or May. <laughs> he does, but he does. most parks don't let you destroy people's windshield. Hold right? on, are you tell me because that, they're, they're not joke stadiums. Are you telling me that a dead pole right-handed hitter would fare well <laughs> at a joke stadium with enormous automatic doubles wall in left field? Hard to believe. <laughs> I know, right? It's. I mean, there's. There's been a lot of talk about this for more than you know this last week or so because he's a natural fit because he is the, because they have a need outside of Hanley Ramirez because so they don't literally so they don't literally they don't actually don't, actually have, don't a need. have a need yeah. well they have, they have a need they don't have space because of Hanley because of Pablo Sandoval uh, Travis Shaw who's not quite off to the stage as sharp a start they're not going to actually pretend pa- Pablo Sandoval is anything anymore like he's just gonna he'll be okay he's hurt he had a bad shoulder shoulders mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's the problem. He, he didn't just forget how to play baseball from one year to the next. Anyway. He's terrible. The E.E. David... They're not, they're, they're, Pablo Sandoval is not going to be an obstacle to Boston signing Edwin Encarnacion. What's the Blue Jays' excuse, then? That's, if the Blue Jays don't, that's even, a don't even have Edwin Encarnacion and Hanley Ramirez standing in the way, what, the, what are the Blue Jays going to use as, as an excuse when they're unable to sign they don't have to have an excuse because they've already beaten fans into submission with this fucking way that they they present themselves as a small market, mid market club. Even though we look at these things with Mar- uh, Michael Saunders' campaign to the Captain Canada thing, which he seemed very, very into, uh, as I believe you noted last week, which may be a thing I remember last week, but I think <laughs> I probably remember it from editing the podcast more than from speaking on the podcast. Which speaking, I of course, <laughs> I of course, use in quotes because. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. could not form words. Uh, but no, what was it, 17 million people voted for Michael Saunders. I think uh, Brandon Belt in the National League was 10 million. Mm. That's, that's, there's a lot of people who are watching the Jays here that are liking the Jays. The, the ratings are through the roof. Uh, and this is another thing that I wrote about this week, which is Rogers uh, And their stewardship of the club and how... What they make off it translates into you know back into the club, which they have absolutely no obligation uh, to. They have no obligation to put the profits that they make off the club back into the club because they're using it to sort of cover the losses that the NHL incurs, that the fact that the TV industry is a fucking dying animal incurs. Uh, it's not been a good year. No, and it's and and it's bullshit and it sucks because it's a big market club and it's a club that should never have to look at a guy like Edwin Encarnacion or Jose Batista and say, we can't keep him. It mm-hmm. should, you know, I can understand, and, you know, lots of teams do it as well. We've talked about this before. You know, Zach Greinke, the Dodgers didn't pay what the, the Diamondbacks paid. Robinson Cano, the Yankees didn't the pay. The Yankees, who never, yeah. ever let their own guys walk. But, the, but, but then justify it that way. The way that the Blue Jays, it tends to work, is that they don't justify it based on... You know, we think that this is a guy that's going to be a problematic contract down the line. They kind of do, but it's mm-hmm. but they don't. It's really more of a crying poor thing, which is a thing that leaves a horrible taste in fans. Well, that's the way we perceive and it. Has, and has for, yeah, and, and, and because everybody pays a goddamn Rogers bill every month, and it's fucking horrible, and, and this is a very wealthy company that runs this team. And I was talking to somebody about this today on the Twitter uh, about the Dave Schultz article that came out in, in February, I believe, about how uh, MLSE is different than the Blue Jays because if you don't own a majority stake in a company, it doesn't go on your... You, you and your, I embarrassed ourselves by yeah, trying to dance around... I can't even say... I, I don't even remember the acronym. The Thibodeau, the, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, but that is, I think, a, a legitimate thing that differentiates the Jays from you know the free-spending MLSE teams is because they don't have to justify it as part of the entirety of their, you know, uh, their their budget and uh, their their reports in terms of like uh, the the whole company, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's easier to to mask what the hell is going on there, uh, and and it's bullshit and it sucks because why should the Blue Jays ever ever have to like who which team has this kind of TV market? Which team has you know? Look at the where the attendance is going. Look at there's a ton of money. You can talk about the fucking Canadian well, dollar. Yeah, all the time. Talking, I, I, I mean, I'm sounding like I'm Steve fucking Buffery right now, or or, or somebody who's like <laughs> hammering them just for the sake of it. It's just it's weird to me, and maybe and and this is a I guess a time that I'm feeling to say it. It's just 
that's a, that's the thing that's always in the back of our minds as people who follow the Blue Jays, and it's always like it, it exists there, and we try to sort of have our fandom that uh, that doesn't get colored by that, or mm-hmm. that is sort of you just accept that that's a condition of of the world, right? You know, just like any other fan base accepts that what whatever is whatever their conditions are, they accept that that's what it, you know. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you accept that they're that you're not going to be able to operate in the same way as these other teams. Uh, and the Blue Jays have that, but they have that in a way that is complete fucking horseshit because it's a huge market, it's a wealthy market, it's an enormous TV market. It's like there's all these things that should say that that say that the Blue Jays should never have a problem with this kind of thing. Uh, and yet, of course, they do because they're sort of underwriting and subsidizing stupid, shitty decisions that shitty moron TV executives have made at Rogers for years. Uh, and it's fucked up and fuck that. That's all well and good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But that, that, like you, We could say that at the start of every podcast. But and then it's, it's also, like, all right, we have to move on and just accept that that's the reality. But the reality is also that, that he's old. That's... And he's always hurt. And as despite yeah. the fact that yeah. he has the month where he can't miss and everything is a rocket to left field, maybe these stretches where he's not as effective start to get longer and longer. And suddenly you have a guy who loathes playing first what first base, a guy who who is nobody's base runner. Easy for a Batista guy to say. That's true. That is what I am. That's the angle <laughs> from which I'm approaching this. Right? Because a fact of the matter. Fuck that. fuck that guy. At least Edwin knows he's a DH. At least Edwin is three years younger or two and a half years younger or whatever it is. He, he doesn't look a day older, the day more than five or six years older than Jose. He <laughs> lo- looks in that he moves and acts and carries his. his uh, I would have agreed with you. I would have agreed with you a couple years ago. I don't know if I agree with you now. The fact of the matter is, I think Ed, is Edwin Edwin is the guy that you want. The if team when is we when we talk old. about this on on episode four twenty, we're gonna look back and we're gonna say, "Hey, Edwin, <laughs> gonna be stoned to the bejesus." <laughs> but uh, no, we're gonna say Edwin had had the better career from episode sixty nine to episode four twenty. Well, that's a nice sentiment, but I don't know that I, I agree with it. Well. Let's put some fucking money on it. Let's put some money on let's it. Put a fucking, let's put a fucking half quarter on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we I can't believe we spent this much this long talking about David Ortiz openly pining or petitioning for Edwin Encarnacion to replace with Boston. It's not the same as, as, as... It's not tampering because he's not a front office guy. He's no, a player. exactly. He doesn't have the uh, power ability to, to couldn't interfere. Give a, it's not, yeah, it's not tampering. It's it hurts. It sucks when you're when you are maybe a Blue Jays fan and you feel as though it, it is something that has a, an air of inevitability to it, uh, and yet it's not that big a deal. Let's not make it too big a deal. How many long have we been talking how about? Is, now? How big is Boston? Fuck off. How big is Boston? I, I know it's wealthy. I know there's a lot of wealth there because I know that America is like a third world country where there's all this wealth at the top <laughs> and fucking and fucking you know peasantry sure? at the bottom. <laughs> uh, so I know that the Boston area does have a lot of that wealth in it. But uh, but come on, we can't compete with that. Come on, of course we can compete with that. Fuck that. Like be like I understand if it's like if it was the Yankees, that's one thing. I understand New York is is another ser- is another thing. Is another a different thing. kind of dystopia. Yes, but Boston, you're telling me we can't fucking outspend Boston. Fucking Boston. Are you kidding they me? They don't have they don't have Liverpool p- printing money for them <laughs> overseas. Are you kidding me? Fuck you, Boston. Moving on. Speaking of uh, inevitability, the thing we have to talk about, of course, is the anthem fiasco at the All-Star Game. Oh boy, my boy, Remigio, or whatever. I don't know how to... I, think I wouldn't... I'm sorry, I don't, want, I don't mean to insult the man. We're going to speak... <laughs> I'm mispronouncing his name. We'll go real quick through this, because Blast. everyone who's listening knows exactly where you and I are going to come down on this yeah. issue. I think what we really need to talk about is how... Is how much all lives matter. Is how he is a flat-earth conspiracy nut. And to me, changed everything. Nothing better than a flat than a flat Earth conspiracy <laughs> nut. I it just delights me to no end that there are people out there in the world, the people out there who come out of the woodwork when yeah. when this guy and his name and his 
batshit insane Facebook page came to the forefront. <laughs> people running around and jumping in the mentions of guys like Bruce Arthur being like, well, I'm glad people are talking about the Flat Earth because uh, <laughs> we Flat Earthers, you know, he was super, this guy was super respectful, this guy that, that Bruce Arthur unearthed uh, uh, from underneath, wow. not around. Whoa, these. whoa, don't, be careful, you're going to dig all the way through. Uh, amazing. Just, yeah. it just is so, it's so beautiful to me that, that these are ostensibly intelligent people who are able to like t- kind of twist and twist themselves into intellectually believing something that they can't actually believe is true? It's like have you ever been it's at like people who think the Red Sox are good now that they got Drew I've Palmer seen ends. the curvature of the Earth with my own <laughs> eyes. I I just love it because it just undermines his stupid horseshit racist cause. More than anything that I could say or that anyone could say mm-hmm. is the fact that he's a fucking moron, and that this is this well, is this not- is like really oh you gotta you gotta get behind this guy you 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 and fucking Remigio, <laughs> I'm sure I'm fucking his name up but I don't care but like it, yeah it, I just I think it's great I think it's wonderful the- that somebody uh, just uh, that people would rush to be like uh, like because uh, I if you may if you noticed I had to deal with a bunch of fucking idiots I had a tweet that was on it was on CNN it was on CBC it was on CBS News it was like like and so morons were tweeting at me and it's like you people are following the lead of Remigio the flat earth fucking idiot it just it's a to, you know the of course it's a, it's a bankrupt concept that he pr- put forward by a like a, 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 a logically bankrupt person uh, and I just it made it funny it would be worse it's worse when it's like people who seem like they're actually intelligent and uh, are just being devious pieces of shit I think he was earnest and in, in the fact that he's just you know a fucking idiot. There was an interesting thing in the National Post about the dumb tenor phenomena. Tenors are known to be... They're like the drummers of, yeah, uh, of the choir scene. Speaking of what, the other side of this story is the Michael Saunders angle. Which is uh, bad. I'm, I'm not familiar with this one. I think Mike, Michael <laughs> Saunders may have... I've been blocked on Twitter by certain people, so I haven't seen a lot of. I think that my my take on this is this: that 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 Michael's. I I, far be it for me to ever believe that Michael Saunders or anyone like him, being a baseball player, wouldn't believe or put stock in the "all lives matter" in that way. Yeah. Why would you say this? All lives should matter. I. If you told me that, if he told me that straight up, that this is that's what he believed, I would not bat an eye. But the way this. One particular story that ran in the sporting news around the around the All Star Game or the night of the All Star Game, it definitely took things that he said, which said in the in, it was almost like he was verbally nodding. That's kind of how I would describe the comments. Mm. Very much like yeah, yeah, no, that's you know that's a great message was was one of the key quotes. But anyway, it was it's such it, it was frustrating. It's frustrating to see him pushed into a a, a corner that. I'm sure they'll have to. They'll have well, to I kind of put it. Jesse Spectre on the same ground as Remigio. Oh, um, yeah. Which whose name I really wish I remembered how to pronounce before we started this. It's but not really that important. It really isn't because he's an idiot. But no, Jesse. Spectre, it's also not Jesse Spectre can fuck right off. He's not. You know, I'm sure there is no evil in his heart. He's just a confused and unfunny person, uh, and he's somehow got this platform that people seem to enjoy. Uh, some of his hashtag content from time to time, uh, but it's kind of more pity than than like I actually enjoy it because you know he's just not my you know, my, he's, you know he's not I do not there. have any he's I do not, not harbor a single ill feeling towards Jesse Specter. I just felt like this story. If anything, you know what? I was, keep hearing that. I know a below. lot of people who I respect and also you. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Own. Own. <laughs> no, I know a lot of people who are like, no, Jesse Spectre's really nice. He's great, but I don't get this. It's like, no, you know what? Jesse Spectre's an unfunny fucking moron. Fuck off. I wouldn't go that far. I would. Uh, no, who is a moron? I called him an irrepressible goober, which I think was, I felt very good about that. That was pretty good. Uh, Dr. John Morosi <laughs> took to the airways the other day. It was like the leading story. Uh, it was leading some of the news, the, the sportscast, the you know, the sports update. Breaking news: Blue Jays won't be as good if Estrada and Sanchez aren't good. It wasn't that. It was that. <laughs> well, he had an injection in his back, and let me tell you, that's bad news. Which. 
Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. These guys are shot full of holes <laughs> six days a week. This is the thing about this. Yeah, because Estrada, if you recall, if you're not a fucking tourist who just, you know, parachutes in to say horse shit on the fucking radio and make a stir to, like, to, like... It, to endear yourself to Sportsnet Fan 590 executive pieces of shit morons. No, you know what? That's too far. They're not. They're not pieces of shit. They're. They're. I'm sure they're solid people. They're morons, but they're not pieces of shit. But who parachutes himself in to do shit like this? It's like Marco Estrada. That story came out in March that he hurt his back doing a Bruce Lee move in like December. He's been fucking dealing with his back injury. For months and pitched like a goddamn ace for months with a back injury. Mm-hmm. They say he re-aggravated in Philadelphia. Okay, so he's been on the the DL right now. He was on the DL to start the year. He was on the DL over the All-Star break. What are the two, like literally the two times of the baseball calendar where if you're going to be on the DL, you would want to be there because strategic. you, <laughs> strategically like you can't, thing. like, yeah, you can't. You miss the least amount of starts as possible. Oh, right. It's exactly those two times. Uh, who knows how many cortisone shots he had other than the ones that were publicized. You know, these guys have shit happening all the time. Ari Dickey pitched with a hernia for a whole fucking half year or a whole year almost. Nobody knew anything about it. So to take those like little nuggets of information and try to weave them into an ominous story is a shitty thing to do. It is a disingenuous thing to do. And is why, despite his uh, quite impressive Harvard degree, John Morosi can fucking fuck off. It, that, the thing for me that was, was bad was he wearing the doctor hat and, and extrapolating gloom and doom from what could well be a very, very uh, run-of-the-mill story. Uh, it didn't remind me something like, I read today. Estrada wanted to pitch. Like, he was like, oh, I, I, I didn't to want pitch, to go in the but, you know yeah. they, they told him, basically, get the cortisone shots now. Miss this start. You're going to miss the all-star break. We're going to reshuffle the rotation. You might miss a start on the other side of the break. And then that's it. And you'll be so much better off. You'll get all this rest. You'll have the cortisone. Like, this is the way to keep you healthy and to keep you, you know, in the rotation and doing exactly what you want to do. And somehow it's turned into, oh, he's probably really hurt and fucked and the season's fucked. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, like, leading your fucking lemmings down to, except who's dumb enough to be a Morosi lemming. It reminded me something that I actually shared on Twitter today, which was uh, an interesting story. Do you use the Twitter? I do from time to time. Uh, uh, About Jared uh, Odrick, who's a football player, plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who spends his off seasons in Toronto, even though he's not Canadian? He's from Lancaster, PA, uh, Pennsylvania. He he went to Penn State, I guess, mm. and he dated a Canadian girl, and he spent some time here in college, and he Dude, loves we, it. We can get rid of. The, we don't. We don't need to. Penn State people can fuck off. But <sighs> listen, let me get my point across. You want to Maple Leaf Gardens? Oh, he had a really interesting take it. about. Uh, is the story is about his? Well, it's very similar to some of the stuff we hear, like Jose Bautista, also almost. Uh, but be a player, not a patient, was sort mm-hmm. of like the ethos that he picked up from former uh, Miami Dolphins player Jason Taylor, which he's gone, he's gone way out of his way to do so much like whole body strength and really monitoring the way that his, his joints move and how that impacts everything around his, his, his body and doing all kinds of just really unorthodox for football things uh, and how much, basically the point is that professional athletes, football players more so than anybody, are pincushions. And, and for someone like John Morosi to make this huge, again, gloom and doom, this is the end of the world because uh, Jay Happ had their, because Marco Estrada had this shot, dumb. Agreed. Not, that wasn't my takeaway from the, uh, the Odric uh, piece, mm. which was that Toronto's for rich people. Oh, yeah. Toronto is a disgusting playground of the rich and, and getting worse. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, that really, that, that, that just kept striking to me, you know. Hey, cool, yeah. Oh, you got a $2 million home just north of Bloor Street. Uh, and, yeah, the millionaire athlete going around and... Hey. Oh, and, I, you know, and I, like, I can't act like that's surprising, but mm. well, it I, just seems to me, as somebody who's been here for goddamn 15 years, it just keeps getting worse. I, I mentioned I would I'd have made that a, por- a parting shot, and I would have really fucking railed against that. <laughs> but, you know what, I mean, I don't know, that's how the world works, I guess, but it's just weird. Somebody, so I don't remember where I saw it, but someone talked about New York City, how New York has gone from... One kind of like in the eighties, it was one kind of dystopian you know, hellhole, and now <laughs> yeah. here in twenty sixteen, it's the opposite. Yeah, it, but still equally 
Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of hellish, actually, you know what we're going to do? No, we'll keep going. Okay. Speaking of hellish, the Red Sox are uh, doing things. Today they acquired Drew Pomeranz from the San Diego Padres, fresh mm-hmm. off a breakout uh, first half all-star appearance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they acquired him for their number one pitching prospect, I believe, Anderson Espinosa. Sure he was one of the top ten prospects in all baseball. Yeah. Uh, that's a big deal. It is. Pomeranz is a young enough guy. He's only 27, not a free agent for a few years. Uh, but, of course, the Red Sox are a team that makes they make this deal because they think he's going to help them win now. If, are yeah, you, he makes like $1.35 million. You know why? Because he's been shitty until he's like literally this year, basically. He's a new guy. Yeah. Well, he's got a nice cutter, and that's... A new a swing cutter. And, yeah. A swing and miss. Yeah, that he... He that uh, you you read the Jeff Sullivan article? I, I read three of them know. today. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, so Sullivan was writing about how you know last year Oakland traded Pomerantz, thinking that he's only a two pitch pitcher. He's only ever going to be a reliever. He went to San Diego. He's found this cutter that he's that he started to use. And he's using it a ton. He's cut way back on his fastball use, uh, and and has become a different guy. The cutter is helping him you know strike guys out and is is keeping. Uh, keep guys more honest in terms of like timing the fastball, you know, because he's got another pitch that he can throw, uh, which has been very good for him, and it's increased the swing and miss. It's it's done all sorts of great things for Drew Pomeranz. Uh, he's been an all star this year. He you know legitimately legitimately has can't say anything, can't take that away from him. Uh, whether that's going to translate well to the American League East, I don't know. Whether, you know, I looked into this stupid, like, it was 2010 kind of, like, splits. Like, oh, well, he's pitching in big, big ballparks. But, uh, you know what? Fuck that a little bit. Like, yeah, the fact that, you know, he's getting strikeouts. He's, he's, he's been very effective. I, I, I was searching for reasons to think this was a bad move for Boston. Uh, which I think it is maybe in terms of long term. But they're just so fucking teaming with talent in their minor league system not necessarily pitching talent all the way through but mm-hmm. uh but yeah no uh, that's probably a pretty good move for them it to me almost is like offsets the uh the andrew miller uh, eduardo rodriguez thing right like yeah. it's like all right we got we got a free like great pitching prospect for a rental guy here and we'll, so we'll give one up and we'll get this guy who's actually going to be around for a while and makes no money as if money is a fucking object to them because you know they live in the wealthy goddamn commonwealth of boston the, the fucking independent state of boston which apparently is it's so beyond beyond comprehension how wealthy it is that the, the, us poor serfs here in Toronto, us well this this terrible fucking impoverished land we call Toronto could never possibly fucking compete with Boston. Everything that so you've said about joke. Drew Pomeranz mm-hmm. could very easily be said about Jay Happ when oh, the Blue Jays signed that's him. Interesting. That's interesting. To a three-year contract worth thirty-six million dollars, whatever it was. Where I know that I was taken aback, <laughs> and it was yeah. like, yeah, he. Uh, my think of my tweet or something at that time was, I very easily <laughs> will believe that the changes he made are real. At the same time, I'm a lot. I feel like I'm not out of line in hating. I w- the I, idea. Of I get that out. impulse. Mine probably was more like, all right, people are gonna hate this. How do I defend Mark Shapiro, who everybody's just already ready to fucking just destroy? Well, that's easy. And it's, you know what? It's worked out kind of well for me, but that, it's just a coincidence, frankly. Jay Happ has pitched very well. Because I had no Because the changes that Jay Happ made stuck, mm-hmm. which is good if mm-hmm. you're the Blue Jays. If you're the Red Sox and you want to believe that the changes that Drew Pomerantz made stuck, that's good. You're also going to get a couple more years out of him. They gave up like a no joke prospect. No joke. He's 18, Anderson Espinosa. Like Sorry, who are what is your name again? Drew, who are you? I know I thought we just traded all prospects. I thought that's We do trade all the prospects. I thought that, that we just but got saying, rid of them all. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take a bet on a guy's <laughs> four or five month breakout, mm-hmm. maybe I wanna make that bet with Dollars at a at a market rate, well, you rather can't. than than the prospect capital that I am quickly, if I'm Dave Dombrowski, just shipping straight to Boston, straight to San Diego. Well, 
that's the best thing about Dave Dombrowski, right? Like, he's a fucking idiot. It's great. Well, there was... Uh, and, like, you can't... It's a nice notion, but you can't sign a guy in the middle of the season. You have to give up a prospect for him. It's true. So, as, as ideal as it would be to maybe risk dollars instead of prospects on a shitbag like Drew Pomerantz, uh, this is all they could do. And, uh, you know, Dave Dabrescu has, has never met a prospect he didn't want no, to that's not true. ship out of town. Dave Dombrowski was, was apparently looking to do maybe three for one deals for pitching. I'm sure. Which, I'm if we sure can read between was. the lines, it's not I'm like sure the, the Braves wanted three top prospects for Julio Teheran. Mm-hmm. And Dombrowski thought he would trade one. <laughs> the Braves thought that maybe they were trading with the fucking the snakes, as I like to call them. The snakes. Uh, yeah. And it turns out they were not trading with the snakes. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a top price to pay, but that's that's the team that they are. That's the position that they're, they're in. They're trying to win. The fact that they, it wasn't just a rental. Maybe it, it helps to ease that pain a this little This is, a, I, I've already, I've already come out and said, you know, that I was ready to defend Shapiro just, just because I like to be contrarian and just mm-hmm, because I mm-hmm, think the mm-hmm. people were being completely unfair at the start of the year. But I, I want to I wanna put a question to you here. Uh, because people talked last year, you know, Dan Duquette was a, a guy that, uh, you know, that's when the Paul Beeston rumors started. They were mm-hmm. trying to get Dan Duquette. Dave Dombrowski. There were rumors about Dave Dombrowski, uh, you know, potentially moving to the Jays. And, and uh, you know, when he was let go from Detroit, that was a thing that was, you know, potentially going to happen there because, you know, the Jays had a, a vacancy. The, the Jays. Uh, and then Mike, Mark Shapiro comes around. Who of those three gentlemen uh, would you be least horrified to have running your team? Can I give you a hint? Mm. It's Mark Shapiro. Because <laughs> Dan Duquette and Dave Dabrowski are fucking morons. And I love how this second half of the season is going to play out. Because you know what's going to happen? Uh, those guys are terrible. And their teams are garbage. And I'm sounding like I, all the shit that I edited out of last week's podcast, which was basically, fuck, the Jays are good and fuck everybody else. <laughs> Literally about 40 minutes of that. Mark Spire does not have a Miguel Cabrera trade on his resume. He does not. Well... Does anybody? No. He did okay with that uh, Cologne trade. Oh, God. Grady Sizemore, man. He's going to be good. I'm still holding that hope for Grady. In any event. Cliff Lee, who, you know, but the, the everybody is, knew was going to be great. It's not just Espinosa for Palmer. It's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, didn't, for Aaron Hill. I didn't hear which of Duquette, Dombrowski, or Shapiro you would uh, rather have run your team. Well, who? None of them. None of those guys have won a goddamn thing. The answer <laughs> oh, is none Mark, of those the answer guys is have Mark won. Shapiro. The answer is those other two are idiots. Yeah, I want the guy that traded for Alex. Uh, that traded for Josh Donaldson. Give me, bring him around. <laughs> Get, bring me the guy that traded goddamn Brett Laurie and okay. uh, and I Franklin didn't know, Barreto. I didn't know we were pandering. I'm sorry. Hey, flags fly forever. <laughs> Actually, you know, yeah, AL East say. flags fly forever. Apparently. Bring me John when you when you don't win a flag for when you have a flag for twenty years, that division title flag flies forever. Um, it's not an object of shame like it is for a the other Jay Hap thing. You know what, Boston? What a beautiful city! They've won three titles in the last ten years, my friend. Now thirteen years, three, and yet it still doesn't make them shitty. Uh, and the guy they ran out of town. Is also the guy that stocked the American League All-Star team this year. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, Chris Bryant, drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. Speaking I, of embarrassing, I, I am embarrassed. And, yeah, no, the Cubs are disgustingly good. I'm it's talking with the other, the other All-Star team with, with Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts and Xander Bogart. No, the thing about that is it's really on Ben Charrington for not trading them. Not You know what? Ben Charrington would rather finish last 3 out of 4 years than to trade those guys. He has indeed done that. Uh, one more thing with Jay Happ, the bag milk thing. Mm-hmm. Christine Rutherford of Sportsnet got a fun little interview with Jay Happ, which I didn't <laughs> know he had it. This is me also reading it. They they said he he grew up in Peru. And I was like, "Wow, I didn't know Jay Happ spoke Spanish." Nope. Peru, Illinois. Uh, which means he grew up in corn, uh, right? But the big thing was the bag he didn't milk. Thing. Like Lima, Ohio. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do you come down on the bag milk? If you don't, if you're an American listener, uh, like Rob Irkane, 
you probably don't have milk that you can buy in three <laughs> three uh, bags, sacks of milk that total yeah. two liters. And then you get it and you put it in a, a beautiful piece of industrial design, as I shared on my Twitter account. Uh, and you pour the milk right out of there. Uh, are you pro or, or con milk in bags? I don't think it's a thing that can be pro or con. You know, the the closest analogy I think is that, like, you know, American gun culture. You know how it's just, it's just like oh my it's, God. it's just like it's just is there. It's different. It's there and it's different. And you know what? You can try to change it, but it's just so ingrained that that you know, as an outsider, you don't really understand what it means to have bags of milk. You know, like we're just we're born with bags of milk. I believe in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that we have. I believe it says that everyone has the right to bags of milk. It was one of the big differences uh, when we went from the Commonwealth to the, to the yeah, Dominion no, of Canada. Yeah, no, I, I think I, you know as, as much as as much as like uh, theoretically, I completely understand how maybe one day it would be uh, this beautiful utopian world where we don't have bags of milk. But I just think it's just it's too hard. It's too hard to ask for us to not have our bags of milk. So it's just it, it's just something that I look at that it is not necessarily a choice that we make. It's just it's just it's there and we have to find our best way to deal with it. When I, I when I grew up there was bag milk in my <laughs> kitchen in my fridge, but now I don't I don't buy milk by the bag. So I'm not really gonna drink two liters of milk at a time. When that's I was a lot a, of milk. When I was a kid that's a lot of I milk. was like any good, you know, God-fearing white <laughs> boy from the suburbs, and that I drank like copious. Well, the four food groups, obviously. You do <laughs> want you do want to get as much grain, milk, cheese, and and, and meat in there as you can. <laughs> the you know, like the, like, the 70s. like packages of sliced cheese that opens up and eat them. Yeah, yeah. That's good. well. That's one. That's a quarter of the richness of food that you need one. You know, per day. Uh, another quarter would be. Uh, just eat a bunch of bread. Oh yeah, white bread. And then speaking and then a of ton of meat. Speaking of corn-fed uh, mules and good whole good old stock American <laughs> white boys, uh, John Lott had an amazing story. He was on Vice today about uh, that was great about Troy yeah. Tulowitzki and Josh yeah. Donaldson working together to improve Josh Donaldson's uh, defense, which uh, was really really good. And it was actually went on a little bit longer than I would have expected. I mean, you know, it's the internet things are kind of come and go. Uh, it's a great story on Vice, of course. John shared it on his many social media outlets. Uh, but it, it, we're lucky. If you're a Blue Jays fan, you're lucky that those two guys play in your team at the same time as all the other guys. The Edwin Encarnacion's, the Jose Bautista's, Russell Martin. You seem to be changing your tune on our friend Tulo there. Changing my from, tune. From perhaps a, a few podcasts ago. There was reason for concern. There was reason for concern. Uh, and I know, Tulo's has... amazing. But what, what I really liked about the... Uh, the, the lot thing, which, you know, incredible, the story. But yeah, it, it made me, like, I thought, just anecdotally, having watching him, you know, having watched him this year, uh, I thought, it, it, you think about, like, I remember the throwing errors were a thing when he came over. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, he's a good defender, he's good with the glove, but the throwing errors, there's a lot of throwing errors, that could be an issue. Uh, and last year, I think he had 10. This year so far, he has two, which is, if you read the piece, Literally, because they, you know, him and Tulo got on well, roomed together, and Donaldson says he, you know, wanted to learn, wanted to, wanted to learn how to have better footwork, to have better throws, because Tulo, uh, as we, as we all know, it just is magnificent. With like it's <laughs> unbelievable, right? I mean, we talked about like we talked about this maybe every episode. The least like, orthodox guy. <laughs> Uh, ever when it comes, but to only be, but only because he's so good. Like if Tulo try, if Tulo was was orthodox, it'd just be unfair. It'd be like you know, guys would be halfway up the line and he'd be throwing them out because he's just he's so good. Uh, but no, to watch uh, Donaldson and it's just it's a subtle thing because you don't really think about throwing errors a lot. Uh, and everybody loves Josh Donaldson and everybody loves what he did last year, obviously. Uh, but that was literally basically the one concern on him when he came over mm-hmm. was that defensively. He was good at picking them, but he was not so hot at throwing them. Uh, and the fact that you're the MVP and you're still working on shit and you're still improving that area of your game, tightening up literally any possible flaw in your game, uh, is an incredible thing. And it's just a testament to how great Josh Donaldson is uh, and how lucky we are that we get to watch him. It's true. And it's also uh, it's going to be weird when one of those guys is first playing first base and the other guy's the DH. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you got to make room for Ryan Goins. You have to make him. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, that's yes, just about sir. all I got. Yes, oh, the other sir. thing is that we haven't, we won't really talk about too much. Is that Chris Colabella was uh, on his way back? Mm, cool to Buffalo. Yeah, sweet. He's gonna play for Buffalo. Just Big Zeke. Big Zeke stole his job. Damn right he did. Zeke's, Big Zeke. Zeke's been great. He made the big time. He was on Fangraphs. He was. He absolutely was. Zeke Colabello. What a time <laughs> it is in which we live. Yeah. Uh, all right, we should wrap it up. We've been going so. on long and uh, coherently. Yeah. But still long. You know what? I had a couple of vodka cranberries and I've. Now I'm like cognizant of all my word slurring. Which maybe I just do when I'm sober too. I don't know, but uh, it's all slipping away. I, <laughs> I assure you, this has been much better than last week. <laughs> Anybody like seriously? So many people were like, "Release the uh, like." We talked about this off the top. Mm. Like, Release it, yeah. Tell, yeah. Let Patreon people hear. It. It's like no, it was not entertaining. You know what? It was, I was me struggling to like relate <laughs> basic concepts and me like laughing about things that I was about to say that I could not form the words to say so just like saying garbage and then laughing about it I'll say that it fuck, was, fuck you it fuck was an Jan. example yeah Jays are good fuck you so dumb so dumb so dumb diminishing so dumb. returns <laughs> if you were to hear it uh, it obviously makes you very uncomfortable which is an, one that's uh, very as good a reason to not release it as any but it, it would be less fun than you think if Based on based on your reaction, especially. <laughs> less fun than you think is just underselling that. It, it was it's a it was a nightmare. I had a nightmare of a day. Like I said, go drink sixteen drinks, record yourself, and the then sun. go and then go back and listen to that. Uh, you got a parting shot? Yeah, it was about fucking that defensive line for the Jaguars and how Toronto's just run over by rich assholes. But he likes it here. No, that's all, nice. No, which that's is nice. all that's we nice. Canadians nice. ever nice. really want. No, it's cool. To validate. No, it's cool. No, no, I'm, I'm going to li- enjoy living in Mount Dennis, yeah. Where's that? Dufferin and Eglinton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where my mom and my grandpa, my, my grandpa, the, the Polish folk, uh, you know, I think he has like goddamn 13 brothers and sisters. They all lived in like a fucking one-story house with a dirt floor. That's where we're all going. But it won't be in Mount Dennis. It won't be at Dufferin and Agnes. No, that real estate is way too expensive. They're, now, especially yeah. they're putting the 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 light like the Eglinton yeah, LRT. Good luck with that. There. Yeah, good luck with that. It's already halfway through, right? I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. It's gonna open up the whole city. I'm going. To it's Mex- like a I'm going to Mexico. Fuck this. My uh, my party shot is somewhat earnest, a little bit, um, which is to say that we talked about a little bit singing. I think singing is really good. I think everyone should sing. Hmm. And it makes me think about things that I'm not really going to get into here. But one of the big things I think when people go to like church and stuff is mm-hmm. that you get to sing. And I think singing is really good for all of us. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the appeal of like that choir, choir, choir mm-hmm. thing, which is kind of, you know, reaching escape velocity of, you know, kind of amateur choral singing. And, you know, your friend of mine, Richard Whittle, is a professional yeah, yeah. choral singer. So he is, uh, you know, quick to say, Something like, well, you know, it's not as easy as it looks, which I agree, but... Uh, I was really hoping you were going to do a Richie football voice, which I don't know what it would have been. What would a Richie football voice be like, look at me, I'm yeah, incredibly intelligent and <laughs> yeah. accomplished. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. la-di-da. I knew Alex Ferguson was getting fired before anybody. <laughs> <laughs> look at me breaking stories from Qatar <laughs> while you guys are playing grab-ass. Uh, singing is it's really fun it's really fun and I think it's really valuable and it's something that singing it's one of the things the fun things about soccer which we talked a lot is mm-hmm. like singing uh, singing a, an amazing classic rock classic gem Seven Nation Army like hooked on a feeling <laughs> with your fellow man shoulder to shoulder there's no greater feeling it really they talk about people lifting their spirits that, that's to me last night me like an old man driving around in my Honda CRV, screaming, screaming boys' night out of the top of my lungs in my car, going to pick up toilet paper. You know why? Because singing is great. So if you don't have or you haven't recently, sing. Go belt it out. Grab a song you know. Hit karaoke. Go to commute, commune with your fellow man. 
Man, woman, and child. I'm just so glad you didn't say this last week, or I would have literally sung for you. Well, the, 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 and the, it would have been twice as horrifying as that whole experience was, which I assure you <laughs> is still haunting my dreams. Speaking of haunting the dreams, I if you want, I can sing a song. If you want to hear, if you want to hear people singing on a podcast, listen to the Sports Felt that. Dave Burrows. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> With Devang, uh, the the god Devang Desai. Listen to those two guys singing, and uh, appreciate what you got here. <laughs> That's it. Uh, second half starts, and I, for one, am really excited because the best team is the Blue Jays in the American League East, and I really think they're going to win the division. Fuck off, everybody else. Fuck you. Blue Jays, yeah, fucking right, fuck you. Just going back to last week, that's all I could do. Bring it back. Uh, I was just, if someone just said uh, uh, last week's short, drunk, and angry edition was quite bracing. A bracing, like a like a delicious blast of mace when Andrew Stone's wandering the streets. <laughs> I assure you, I assure you, no one found it more bracing than I did. Uh, one thing that's going to be fun to watch, Drew Pomeranz, this as an aside, I saw a picture on your website on BlueJaysNation.com of Drew Pomeranz. Uh, he has one of the least athletic deliveries I've ever seen. He definitely is like falling. It's like tall and fall. Just kind of like, Ugh. So it makes me excited that if he has one or two bad starts, the Red Sox fans are going to hate him. Hate him. Are you saying they're petulant man-children? No. I am. Because, <laughs> oh, we live in Boston. We deserve the best things. We live in Boston. As it like pull the fucking wool over your eyes. Yeah, I'm in Boston. Oh, this is what a magnificent fucking part of the world I live in. Fuck what you, about, Sully. So I did, anyway. Fuck shout you. out to to Greg Bollock, who's holding this very same weird owl record that is underneath our microphone. He's just showed it to, to showed it to me because I took a picture. <laughs> so uh, I did not expect to see that today. No, uh, so for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. This Unless you're in improved. Boston, yeah. Edition of Birds All Day. That's July 28th at the Austin. We'll see you there.